With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This is Jeff T. from the Club 520 Podcast. When it comes to your feet, eBay's got your back. When you see the blue check mark that says authenticity guaranteed, that means real experts are checking your sneakers. Every stitch, down to the sole. They even smell them because nothing says fresh like the scent of real kicks. So kick back and relax. From the drop to your doorstep, eBay doesn't play games with your sneaker game. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal with eBay Authenticity Guarantee. Visit ebay.com for terms. It's the Richard Sherman Podcast, presented by FanDuel. It might be cold, but the sports calendar is heating up, and there's no place better to get in on the action than FanDuel. The app is safe, secure, and easy to use. When you win, you'll get paid fast. FanDuel has lots of ways to play, like the spread, money line, over-unders, team totals, player props, and so much more. And FanDuel is now live in Maryland. So use promo code RS and download the FanDuel app today to start making every moment more. 21 up in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable free bet. That expires 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Volume. Welcome, welcome back to the Richard Sherman Podcast. I got my guy, Mitch Eisenstein, and our special guest, Colin. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for being part of the volume. Love having you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you having me. It's a blast every week. Well, Rich, another Sunday, another, I guess, mayhem ensued. This whole weekend has been mayhem. It started with Saturday, wild comeback. But let's start in Dallas, or I guess in Jacksonville, rather. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys, huge letdown game. I'll let you guys take it away. Well, it's Duval, Mitchell. I, all I heard all week was I was wrong for taking the Cowboys out of my power rankings. They were like, Dallas Cowboys, we're the real deal this year. We're really, we're really a great team this year. I can't wait to show you that we're a different Dallas Cowboys team. And then you know what they do, Mitchell? They show you they're the same old Dallas Cowboys. Overtime loss, pick sick. Now they're calling for Dak Prescott's job. They're saying, hey, we need to get rid of Dak. <laughs> Let me let you know, Dallas Cowboys fans, Dak ain't going nowhere. So get used to right. him. Keep buying jerseys. Yeah, I mean, when you watch Mahomes complete 19 throws to end the game, when you watch Josh Allen in that blizzard, when you watch Herbert today or Burrow's second half on the road, those four guys are just different. I like Dak. I don't think you can blame the loss on Dak. But I do believe, Richard, we're starting to see stuff from Trevor Lawrence. I mean, I've watched him in the last month, and I'm like, here we go. Thanksgiving, second year. I'm not saying he's Herbert Burrow, Allen Mahomes. I think those guys are just different on the planet. Even Aaron and Brady and Stafford, that's the next class. But there's now, you know this. You picked on some young quarterbacks. He still tries to do too much because you can do that in high school and college, right? right. Like, you know, you can decoy. You're, you, you play plenty of young quarterbacks, and you just kind of no let question. them know this is wide open. And he still bites right. Herbert, Burrow, Allen, Mahomes don't as often. But when I watched that game, it wasn't anti-Dak. It was just getting interesting down in Jacksonville because this dude, he can spin it. He's got a little Josh Allen movement. I didn't think Dallas played terribly. They, as, as you know, they play the Eagles next. The Eagles play poorly. Total look ahead. All the Sharps, all the Sharps love Jacksonville and the Bears today. So uh, my takeaway was, all right, Jacksonville's fun now. 
Jacksonville can play with anybody now. That was my takeaway. No question. No question. I mean, this is the first game the Cowboys have lost in. I think I think they were 16-0 and or 17-0 and when, when Zeke gets 15 carries. 15 or more carries, they were 16-0, and and they took a loss today. I mean, you're right about Trevor Lawrence. I was not on the train. I mean, I mean, uh, you saw last year. I mean, I guess Urban Meyer can make anybody. He, he can make any, he can make a Ferrari look bad. But I think <laughs> I knew Doug Peterson would have a great effect on him. I didn't see him developing like this. Travis Etienne Jr. Um, is, is starting to come into his own. Obviously, he was hurt yeah. last year. And then Rashawn Jenkins out of nowhere has the game of his life. And that, I mean, it's just cool to see. Well, Rich, you touched on it last last podcast. Huh? The, the Cowboys are a team you said that you can foresee losing first round of playoffs, you know, squeaking in and they're stumbling down the stretch. They're not looking impressive by any means. And this Jaguars team, Colin, to your point, is starting to get a little hot. Um, Trevor Lawrence, first in completion percentage and passer rating since November. I mean, this is this guy's starting to become the real deal. Yeah, we, we tend to, you know, I'm a sportscaster. So I always try to make sure that when I watch a game, I don't go negative. And so it's easy to bang on the Cowboys. And like Richard, I don't trust them situationally. The Green Bay game, this game, I don't. I mean, you're talking about Andy Reid and Mahomes. You know, you when Brady and Belichick or Pete Carroll and you guys, like to win Super Bowls, man, it's, it is situational excellence because the margins shrink. So I don't trust Dallas. But, you know, my takeaway on that was, here we go. This league is really cool when you get quarterbacks in their prime that pop. And to your point, I've watched Trevor now four or five straight games, and I'm like, he's not Herbert yet, but he is not far off. So to me, not every, not every loss has to be negative. Like, I think Dallas is going to play really well against Philadelphia. But to win Super Bowls, you need situational excellence. And I just don't trust Mike McCarthy. Um, I just – I don't. I never – I just never trust Dallas in those big spots. I don't. I mean, you can talk about it last year. I mean, with the game on the line in the playoffs against the yep. San Francisco 49ers in the last couple seconds of the game, everybody was like, oh, they should spike the ball. They should call a timeout. They should do all this. And they ruined it. And they lost. And they went home in the first round, as they usually do. Now, they may get out of the first round this year. The AFC South, they'll likely play whoever wins that division because nobody seems to want to win it. And it'll still probably be Tom Brady. And they'll, they'll likely get out of that round. I don't see them getting past the San Francisco 49ers or the Philadelphia Eagles or anybody like no. that. But no. Mitchell, Kirko, <laughs> Mitchell, Kirko, like Kirko wants to be like, he's a Jekyll and Hyde. He's like, I'm Patrick Mahomes. And then you're, you're like, whoa, whoa. I, Who are I you? think the, the bigger story here, guys, is 33 to nothing at the half. Matt Ryan, how does he find himself on the the negative side of history two times? I mean, I thought twenty eight to three in the Super Bowl was enough, but you're up thirty three to nothing. I mean, Rich, you could probably go behind center and carry that team to the victory in the second half. Would be my guess. How does this happen, Mitchell? Resilience. I mean, the coach showed resilience that many teams don't 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 have, and I I think it's a veteran group of people that just go out there and say, hey. Just keep chopping wood. You know, they don't have any quit in them. And I think, you know, I, I didn't really believe in Minnesota in the playoffs, but I think a game like this kind of galvanizes them in a way and kind of brings them together and makes it more dangerous in my eyes because it, it's, it's like they're convincing themselves. Like, hey, we can do it from anywhere. We can come back from any deficit. That's a team, a team that won't quit, a team that won't die. That's a dangerous team. Well, and golfers get what they call yips. 
Matt Ryan can get those. He gets Matt's known as a hardworking guy, um, pretty rigid on his preparation. Matt likes things a certain way. That's that's my sources have always told me. Peyton Manning was a little bit like this. They call them teeth clenchers. You know, they're like upset. But um, Peyton did not like to get Peyton hated playoff games and half times longer. Commercial breaks are longer. Interviews are longer. Matt's really rigid. And I thought he got really tight, really, really tight. And sometimes, you know, Derek Carr at the end of that Raider game, when that throw to the end zone, Derek Carr, the knock on him early in his career, he wouldn't let it rip. And you guys know Herbert. He, Herbert, he's Mons, that they just let it go. He's let it go. Not everybody's open in the NFL. You got too many good players. And I thought Matt got really tight. And if the quarterback's tight, the team feels tight. Now your defense is on the field. Three and out. One first down, out. Three and out. Come on. You can't ask, you can't ask pro, you can't ask DBs and pass rushers to be on the field for 58 plays and a half. So I think. You know, you become your quarterback, whatever your quarterback is, the personality of your coach. And I think, I think Maddie got tight. The defense got tired. And that happens. Yeah, and Kirk got loose. Kirk got loose. I mean, he threw those two, two first half interceptions, um, threw that pick six, and everybody was like, you know, talking bad. Oh, the same old Kirk. Because bad Kirk is bad Kirk. Everybody's seen him. He folds in the playoffs. He doesn't play well in prime time. Everybody's had this for years. But then you look at the Kirk that showed up in the second half of that ball game. He threw for 460 yards on the game, almost threw for a 500 bill, like four touchdowns striking because he's fearless. I mean, you play on house money. You play with nothing to lose. You play, hey, we're not supposed to win this game. You become a very dangerous person in a very dangerous team. And if they can play like that loose in the playoffs, they're going to need their defense to show up at some point or another. But if that offense can play like that, look out. Colin, quick story here that – when Richard was a free agent after he got uh, let go by the Seahawks and was pondering where to go and I like inevitably Kirk. chose the 49ers, there was, uh, that was the same period of time that Kirk Cousins was on the move. And in our conversation, Rich was like, I, you know, I'm either going to go to the 49ers or wherever Cousins ends up. And I'm like, what is your obsessions with Kirk Cousins? And he's like, he likes them. And I like I mean, God bless the guy. He put up 460 yards. He's a Michigan State Spartan. I can't speak much better than that, you know, being an alum myself. But there's something about Kirk Cousins. He's winning close games. This is a third team ever, guys, Minnesota Vikings. They have 10 one-possession wins in a season. So. Yeah, a lot of offensive coaches believe in their system. McVay, Kyle. And when you believe in your system, you don't want – your quarterback ad-libbing out of your plays. Kyle wanted Matt Jones. He liked Kirk Cousins. He liked Matt Ryan. It, Mahomes would obviously be great, but Patrick sometimes going to just do his thing. Josh Allen going to do his thing. So Shanahan is such a believer in his system that, you know, Kirk Cousins is going to do what the coach says. And there's a handful of coaches in this league that I feel that way. Now, Andy Reid's not like that. Andy kind of finds out what you are. And kind of just does, you know, with Michael Vick, he had one offense. With Kevin Cobb in Philly, he had another offense. With Donovan McNabb, who was athletic, but not super accurate. So Andy's really unique. He's kind of like, my player's a canvas, I'll paint whatever's available. But a lot of these coaches, and I think Shanahan's one of them, here's my play. Stay Now, by the way, Garoppolo doesn't throw outside the numbers. No right. mobility. Never runs out of a play. Brock Purdy. 
Four-year starter at Iowa State completed 68% of his throws. Mostly doesn't run out of a play. So, that you know, I get the Cousins infatuation with these offensive coaches. Zimmer didn't get along with them. The new coach and offensive guy does because he has, like McVay, he has a system. So, Kirk, Kirk can distribute. I always say, Mahomes and Josh Allen are Steph Curry. Magic. Um, Kirk Cousins is Chris Paul. Distributor, he's going to hit those mid-range jumpers, but you kind of know what you get every game with Chris Paul. Steph will pull shit out, and you're like, whoa, what did I just see? Right. Like, right. And, and so a lot of these coaches, Richard, as you know, I mean, you played with Russell Wilson. It probably drove at sometimes Pete nuts. He would – sometimes it was almost like planned ad libs. It's like, what are we doing here? But, you know, a lot of offensive coaches don't like that. No question. It's hard on them. Um, but they love Kirk now. I mean, he, he in that system. And, and Jefferson was saying it before. You know, he was like, hey, if I got in a system like Cooper Cup is in, he's like, I, I, I'd have 1,800, 1,900 yards. Like, I'd love to be in a system like that. And he's in a system like that with Kevin O'Connell. And look at him. About to break the receiving record. I mean, yeah. I, still don't, yeah. I still don't know if that should stand that way. I still think it should be a 16-game record in a 17-game record. That's kind of weird for me. But he's about to break it. Santa Barkley is coming to town and he's delivering $20 million in gifts this holiday season to all FanDuel customers. It doesn't matter if you've been naughty or nice. St. Chuck has something for everyone. Just check your FanDuel app for no sweat, same game parlays, bonuses, and all sorts of stuff that'll fill you with holiday cheer. This Monday night, we got a matchup between the Packers and the Rams. We're going with the home team, the Green Bay Packers, minus seven, and we're parlaying that in a same-game parlay with the over of 39 and a half. New to FanDuel? Now is the perfect time to sign up and remember to use promo code RS. The app is easy to use. They're always hooking you up with great promotions, and when you win, you'll get paid instantly. So, see for yourself why FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook and get in the holiday spirit with $20 million in gifts from Santa Barkley. 21 and up in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non withdrawable free bet. It expires 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. 
Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com, or download the app today. Well, Rich, let's stay right in the division, because... Colin, I, I'm a Detroiter, and I've lived a long life as a Detroit Lions fan, and, and I've been waiting. I've been waiting a long, long time to be uh, to be able to speak so highly of them. Because this going to MetLife, you know, playing against the Jets. I know Richard's got a, a great connection with the, the head coach there, Robert Sala. But this is a game that Detroit Lions do not typically win. It's an ugly game. It's a defensive battle, you know, and, and they squeaked it out. And now they are on the cusp. The next three games are very, very winnable games. And they're on the cusp of entering this playoffs. And if they do, dare I say they're going to be one of the more dangerous teams in this league. Um, Because especially if they match up against the Vikings week one. But I'm interested to hear your guys' thoughts on the Detroit Lions overcoming the Jets. Well, first off, Mitchell, they didn't didn't overcome the Jets. They overcame the, the Jets without Mike White. You know, that's a whole different team. That's not the team. That's not a playoff team without Mike White. With, with Zach Wilson at the helm, they're not a playoff team. And every, everybody sees why. Yes, he has the flash plays, the long ball, the, the this. He can move around. He's mobile. But play in and play out. It's missing open receivers. Play in, play out. They're drawing, you know, LaFleur is drawing up good plays. And he's missing on simple routes like a slant. You know, throwing it so far behind him that the corner can't even pick the ball off because it's such a bad pass. And that's where you're like, ah. <sighs> Like, it, it, sometimes you just have bad luck. When I saw that Mike White, Mike White saw 10 doctors, Mitchell, 10 doctors, Mitchell, trying to play. But I do, I do like your, your, your Detroit Lions. They are playing really well. Well, I think they're a better story right now than a team. Uh, the front office deserves a ton of respect. That old line drafted. They've drafted really well on the offensive side of the ball. So the front office has done a good job. But, you know, in the NFL, it's steps. So like Philadelphia last year gets into the playoffs and just gets destroyed. Then this year they're going to go in, and my guess is represent the NFC and then lose to somebody in the Super Bowl. It's steps. So my takeaway in Detroit is if they make the playoffs, even in the weaker NFC, they probably get rolled. But it's steps. And I think they have to clean the defense up. Hutchison's been terrific. They, I mean, I'm telling you, they've drafted really well for three years in a row. Like, they went and found Amaron St. Brown in, like, the fourth round. He's been an excellent player. O-line's excellent. But we got to be honest here. This, if they were a college team, they're going to the Holiday Bowl. They're, they're not ready for the fiesta. <laughs> they're not ready for the rose or the sugar. Right. It's just a process, and I think they get into the playoffs. And they're another team – Man, clock management against the Jets? Oh, yeah, yeah. I just, I don't trust Detroit in a close game, margin shrink against the Brady, Philly, San Francisco. It's like, nah, I'm just not, I'm not there yet. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not either, but I, I feel like it, they could, they, they would be fun in the playoffs. You know, they're, this is more like right. a, a March Madness, Sweet 16, and the unheralded, you know, small underdog team plays a team that they just match up well. If they play the Minnesota Vikings, they could win that game in the playoffs. Yeah. If, they, if they sneak in in the seventh seed, play the Minnesota Vikings, they sneak in and win that game, and they'd make it fun with Philly. Philly, Philly is showing a little bit of vulnerability. They're showing their mortality uh, in these last few games. Uh, yeah, like you said, they may be looking forward to the, to the Dallas Cowboys game, but still, they're showing mortality, and a team like this, 
with with nothing to lose gets freaky. It sure does. Well, Colin, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Uh, really appreciate you jumping on the pod, and you we'd bet. love to have you on any other time, man. You bet. Love to come on. Thanks, guys. Good seeing you, Richard. Great seeing you too, Colin. Well, Richard, we were just talking about the playoffs, right? Pleasure having Colin on. We were breaking down the Lions, um, you know, who their first-round matchup might be. I'll tell you who I do not want them to play is the San Francisco 49ers. My perspective, hottest team in football. You don't want to touch them. You don't want to come anywhere near them. And they proved that on the road in a big Thursday night matchup that you were at with Thursday night football. Mitch, hotter than fish grease. There are not teams hotter than the San Francisco 49ers right now. And I'm from what I understand, talking to the 49ers players and staff, that Javon Kinlaw is expected back next week. So the rich get richer and richer and richer. And they'll get healthier and healthier. And then guess what? Debo is going to come back before the playoffs. And then... And that's not the team they want to play. But like I said, if they if the Detroit Lions can can get the Minnesota Vikings in the first round, then oh, things get very interesting. That could be very fun. But the Kansas City Chiefs, Mitchell, Kansas City Chiefs looked very, very mortal. The Houston Texans give everybody they the the two one and two teams in my power rankings, they gave them both great games. Overtime win for the Kansas City Chiefs. But you know, the Houston Texans, they're not really trying to win that game, Mitchell. <laughs> They're not really – they just want to make you guys know, like, hey, we got some players, but but we still want to pick number one in the draft. I, I don't get it. Crazy. I mean, Davis Mills, you know, he he looked like he was got the call from the ownership group. Hey, make sure you just kick fumble this one at the end of the game. You know, we, we're coming too close to winning. We can't afford another tie, let alone a win. You know what I mean? Yeah, so they just gifted wins, it. Mitchell. <laughs> I would say so, but I, the better question, I mean, I know this is the NFL and every, any given Sunday, any team can beat anyone, but how does this happen? I mean, this is the Chiefs, Rich. I mean, they're not supposed to be in a tight matchup against the Texans. Because unlike most years, Mitchell, our front runners this year are very, very mortal. We're not talking about the superheroes. We're talking about we talking about a couple of Supermans, Mitchell, but there's kryptonite all around. You know what I mean? He's bleeding, and they can bleed. All of them can bleed. Kansas City can bleed. You saw him lose to the Indianapolis Colts, who 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 just I mean, I mean, they just they, you know they find new ways uh, to be incompetent and and bad. And you're like Jeff Saturday is going to be a great coach, and then you you run into the end of the game situations where he's fumbling. The, the the calls and not using the timeouts because he's like, oh, I didn't think I, I didn't think we were in dire, dire need of time. Like, okay, um, blow the biggest lead in NFL history. Okay, but they beat the Kansas City Chiefs, and it's it's anything can happen. But I will say this: in those playoffs, it's a whole different beast for everybody, Mitchell. Those whole different beasts, and and Kansas City has smelled that blood in that water before. They've been there, they've done that. They are chiseled veterans when it comes to that playoff football. And so are the San Francisco 49ers, but concern. There is another team that's like that. And this is why this Mahomes factor, this Josh Allen factor, it's just they refuse to lose. It doesn't matter if it's pretty or not. They refuse to lose these games. And we saw it Saturday night, you know, the Bills, Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins are tailspinning down the stretch here a little bit, Rich. They got a good team. You know, they, they prove something. They prove that they can be competitive. But they, they, they weren't able to come away, and Josh Allen was the main reason why. He just refused to lose. I know the Bills are, are near the top of your power ranks. What did you think of this game? 
I thought they did great. You know, I thought Dolphins kind of sleptwalked a bit. You know, I mean, obviously Raheem came out blazing. Sure. But they settled for two early field goals when they needed touchdowns, you know, from the three, from the five. You know, they needed touchdowns in those drives. Those were the difference in the game. You can't settle for three when you're playing teams like the Buffalo Bills. And I needed them to lose this game. And I needed my J-E-T-S, just, just, just to get the win. And they would be tied for second in the division. But of course, of course, you know, just just bad luck, Mike White. And now we're on a short week, just on a short week. And we got it. But whatever. That's the story. I think Waddle played well. Obviously, he had the long reception where you got to see his speed. Uh, but that's three straight losses for Miami. I mean, they're they're tail spinning, but I still don't see many teams that want to see want to see them in the first round of those playoffs. And there's going to be some unfortunate team. I mean, it may be this matchup. Buffalo's been, uh, are they the one seed or the two seed? You know, I mean, between them and Kansas City, one of them will have to deal with the Miami Dolphins. And I don't think either one of them want that. I certainly wouldn't want it. But uh, Josh Allen, uh, he's tied Dan Marino. 171 touchdowns, most ever, through first five seasons. I mean, this is a guy, it's his time, Rich. I mean, in my eyes, at least, this guy deserves a shot at the Super Bowl. You know, but it it's going to be a tight competition nonetheless, you know. So another team that's coming on super hot of late are the Cincinnati Bengals playing against. Uh, we have to touch on it every week. We're forced to. The volume requires us to touch on the NFC South, even though we don't want to. But here's our, our weekly touch on the NFC South. Has anything gotten any better? Not I'm talking way. Tampa Bay, Rich. I mean, you thought so in the first half when they were up 17-3. You thought, okay, you know, let's go. You know, they're on their way to score 30 points. Um, Tom looks good. The receivers look good. Defense is playing well. Held held the Cincinnati Bengals, who have been very hot of late, to three points. You're like, oh, okay. And then they turn back into themselves this season. You know, Tom played a decent game, but he threw two interceptions. Chris Godwin looking like his old self. Carlton Davis had an interception. Like, those are the things you expect. But, like, Joe Burrow is a tough out for anybody. And he got hot in the second half, four touchdowns. He only threw one, the one interception to Carlton Davis. Um, but the Bucks five straight possessions with a turnover to start the second half. Like, that doesn't sound like a Tom Brady team. Two fumbles, two interceptions. Like, you turn it over on downs. <sighs> you, you can't, like, that's not championship football. And, you don't even know where to put the finger. You don't know where to point the finger. You don't know where to put the blame because it's not like they're not playing hard. They're not healthy really on the offensive line, but you just can't really pinpoint like what's going wrong. That's just it, Rich. I mean, I know they're, they're battling injuries, but I mean, we're late in the season. A lot of teams are battling injuries. You know, this is, this is par for the course in the NFL, but they're in a must win situation week after week after week. You know, they keep getting bailed out because they're playing in this lousy division, but it's, I mean, dude, they got the Saints now nipping at their heels. They got the Carolina Panthers nipping at their heels. I mean, where do you cast the blame? If there is one point to point at, where where are you pointing? Uh, I don't know, man. So I, I, I mean, <clears throat> nobody wants to win the conference, so there's no such thing as a must-win in the NFC South. Like, if you lose, you still got a chance. You, know, you, you, must, you must not quit. If you don't forfeit and give up, you know, you got a chance to win the game, but I don't know, man. The NFC South is just, uh, it's unfortunate because whoever they play in the first round, they're going to go home. It seems like now it gets spicy if they somehow can ups- get an upset in the first round of the playoffs. Then we're talking about like, oh, okay, cool. But sure. that's not what we're expecting. No, nah, we're not. We don't expect that. But 
flipping back to the AFC, Rich, I, I think one of the more laugh out loud moments was uh, the last game that ended in the late uh, four o'clock hour, if you will. The Patriots, another team in a, a massive state to, to need a win. I, they go down the, the stretch. Ramondre Stevenson's running the ball down the field. No time left on the clock. Tied up. He decides to pitch it to Jacoby Myers, who just heaves the ball backwards to, I'm guessing, Mac Jones. Scooped up by uh, Chandler Jones. Caught. St- caught by Chandler Jones. Runs the other way for the game-winning touchdown. I, how? Why? I've got, you know. I'd I love to hear. <laughs> I'd love to hear how Belichick drew, drew that one up. How? I, I want to hear how he explained that to his team. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna give it to Ramondre. He's gonna run, and you you pass to Jacoby. You pass it back to Mac. And because even if Mac caught it, what where were you going from there? Mac is the most immobile person on the field. I mean, there are offensive linemen on that field with more mobility. So, what exactly was the plan after Mac Jones got it? And you know, you know what happened? What should have happened? Like you throw it in back to a quarterback. You you know what these D linemen do their entire day, their entire night, their entire everything. They think about getting to the quarterback and getting physical with him. And so on the play where everybody's running around, everybody's chaotic, their mindset has not changed. You know where you can find Chandler Jones? Next to the quarterback. And that's where he was. You threw the ball up. That's what people never think about on those plays. They're like, oh, let's do the lateral play. How many times has the defense got the ball and scored touchdowns at the end of games where you're like, oh, that wasn't really that serious. Oh, that was Yes, that could happen. So why wouldn't you just take the tie and go into OT? Like, did you not think you can beat him in OT? Again, everybody get on the Belichick train and they're like, man, unfathomable. Unfathomable. He can, he can do no wrong. And it's like, who gets the blame right there? That's a great question because that the. To me, those guys went completely off script. I can't imagine a state of this world where Bill Belichick is calling a, a lateral, you know, down the stretch. But can you can here you, we can, are. you can you can you think of a world where the Patriots players are just doing whatever they want and freestyling on a Bill Belichick no. coach team? Okay, Mitchell, so let's get to the bottom of it now. Nada. And that, this is what we were talking about earlier in the season. I mean, when you don't have that leadership with Tom Brady, things things start to change a little bit. So the Pats might be on their way uh, to an early exit here if they're playing games like that. But yeah, we 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 the Jets needed that loss for them to get that loss, Mitchell. After after, yeah. after we, uh, Mike White's ribs needed that loss, so you know we just need a couple more weeks, Mike White. You know, let's find us another doctor and and get cleared up. He'll be back, Rich. You don't have to worry about that. But I want to talk with it. We cannot end a a week's podcast without talking about your Seattle Seahawks. You know, I want to talk specifically about the Thursday night football game because we didn't have an opportunity to afterwards. But, you know, we are already touched on the uh, the 49ers. They look like a complete juggernaut getting healthy down the stretch at the right time, doing this with uh, somebody like Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant coming in and, and doing his thing. But the Seattle Seahawks are now 7-7, seven and seven, Rich. You know, they've won – one game in their last five. They've got a tough schedule down the stretch, um, but they have a window. Uh, Washington. They have a window, but it's real tight, Mitchell. It's really tight. It's like it's like four people closing in on one person, and they have to play the Kansas City Chiefs. And like I said, the Kansas City Chiefs looked very mortal this week. So you know there'll yep. be things to find on that tape to for to help the Seattle Seahawks uh, potentially come out of there with a win. But 
if they can get out of that game, they play the Jets, just, 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 and 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 if, if Zach Wilson's playing, they'll have a chance, you know. But that Jets defense is really stellar. They got the the Rams to end the season, and by then the Rams will be, you know, already booked to Cabo and probably on the first thing smoking um, that Monday night. So not sure how engaged they will be in that game, but it's still a divisional game. And Tyler Lockett's hurt. You know, Tyler Lockett's getting surgery on his hand um, this week, so. That's a big loss for them. I mean, he had six straight games where, where he scored his touchdown. And it's really the heart and soul of that offense. You know, when, when you talk about DK Metcalf, is obviously the big play guy and a, a pro bowler. But when they need a third down, when they need a quick completion, I mean, Tyler Lock is like the security blanket for, for Geno in a lot of situations. So um, we'll see how they, they, they replace him. Obviously, Marquise is going to get a bigger role. Uh, and he's been, he's been thriving in the role and Gino's still playing well. Gino's still on his way on track to get him a pro bowl this year, having a career season. Uh, but I don't know what they do. It's going to be very interesting, Rich. Um, this, this concludes, what is it? Are we in week 15 now? Is that what it is? It's 15, Mitchell. God bless. This season is flown by. Well, Richard, we'll see you uh, on Wednesday uh, for the next episode here. But in the meantime, I want you to think long and hard about uh, this Detroit Lions team, how far they have come. And, um, you know, when you rest easy tonight, just think if Mike White only played. If Mike White played, Mr. We. I don't think about that. Well, thank you guys for joining us. I, I, I'm hurt. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm stubborn. I still got hope. I, I get my Jets this week. I was hoping to get a Mike White game. Catch me on TNF. TNF tonight starts at 7 p.m. Eastern. We're in New York covering the Jets and the Jacksonville Jaguars who look hot as fish grease as well. Trevor Lawrence looks like the guy they drafted. Uh, catch us there. Hit the sub button if you're new. See you next week. Fire the grill and fire up the party. Get the Weber Searwood Pellet Grill. Smoke, roast, and sear on the same grill. Go from low and slow on smoke boost mode at 180 degrees all the way to high heat sear at 600 degrees. It's got a full grate sear zone so you can put more food on the flame. Food will look as good as it tastes. This grill is hot in 15 minutes and cleanup is easy. You can also add a heavy-duty rotisserie or rust-resistant griddle insert to up your game. Get fired up for your new Weber Searwood Pellet Grill. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.